Kind of lonesome back here. A little help here. Excuse me. Woo! Dopinda. Pool. Dead. Why the fancy red suit, Mr. Pool? Oh, that's because it's Christmas Day, Dopinder. And I'm after someone on my naughty list. You're probably thinking, this was a superhero movie, but that guy in the suit just turned that other guy into a fucking kebab. Surprise. This is a different kind of superhero story. To tell it right, we gotta take you back before I squeeze this ass in spandex. Mr. Wilson, you've recently been diagnosed with terminal cancer. We can fight this. What if I told you we can cure you and give you abilities most men only dream of? I'd say that you sound like an infomercial, but not a good one, like Slap Chop, more Shake Weighty. I never see you again, know that I love you. When I'm finished, your mutated cells will heal anything. But you still think we're making you a superhero? We're making you a super slave. Oh, come on. You're gonna leave me all alone here with Jose Canseco? Whatever they did to me made me totally indestructible and completely no. unfuckable. You, you look like the inside of other people's assholes. I didn't ask to be super, and I'm no hero. But when you find out your worst enemy is after your best girl, the time has come to be a fucking superhero. <laughs> ah, right up Main Street. Hear the music. Exco, deliver to you. Ah. What a way for you to get it on your own. Exco, deliver to you. We can't allow this, Deadpool. I don't have time for your X-Men bullshit, Colossus. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. That guy was up there before we got here. Knock, knock, open I played a lot of roles. Damsel in distress ain't one of them. Time to make the chimmy fucking changas. Have you seen this man? I never say this, but don't swallow. Shit. Did I leave the stove on? Yeah, hey, you're way too much dude for me. That's why I brought him. I mean, that's why I brought her? Oh no, finish your tweet. It's not, that's fine, just give us a second. Go get her, tiger. Oh, I so pity the dude who pressures her into prom sex. And after many, many weeks, a season break, if you will, a summer holiday. Um, well, not according to the British summer. Stu, it's me, James. I don't know if you remember me, boys and girls, but we once did a review show about films. Stu? Hello, mate. How you doing? You all right? I'm very good, thank you. I'm a, I am very, very good. We're, we're reviewing Deadpool, finally. I know it's been such a long time since we've done a podcast. It's been ridiculous. But it was um, May. It was May we last did a podcast. The last time we did was seven, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. So, uh, but um, but it's given me a lot of time to finish off watching Arrow. We haven't obviously done our Flaro podcast. I haven't finished um, the last episode of Arrow um, or Flash or Supergirl. I'm on the last episodes of them all. I put them on pause. I watched the one of Arrow, uh, the one after Laurel died, or whatever. Um, and right. yeah, I, I just gave up. I've given up an hour. You could, I can safely say you can skip probably. Yeah, I know you last, said I, I was trying to yeah, do all the next of them. three, and I just did that and I skipped it. And then I went to the very last one because I knew what was going to happen. Basically. And, you were, uh, and you regretted not skipping that, I'd imagine. 
Well, it was um, oh, it's just awful. I mean, if just, I mean, I don't. Can I tell you what happened or do it? Guess what happened? Yeah, just tell me what happened in our. Okay, um, I have a face off, and uh, he obviously beats Damien Dark. He kills him. Good, but they do it in a traditional way. Uh, that they do in a lot of these uh, American series and American films like Independence Day and in Spider-Man, where it's not just Arrow. He gives a speech which rallies the whole city and the whole city get together. And uh, they're on the, on the brink of anarchy. And uh, it, he does his speech and the city are like, We're, what, what are we arguing about? Why are we arguing? He's right. And um, <laughs> then they all team up. And uh, Damien Dark gets killed. Um he says you won't kill me because uh, that's like your Batman kind of weakness but he says well you killed a dear friend of mine so he shoves an arrow in his stomach and he kills him um, then the whole group kind of split up Diggle goes on his way to um, get back on the right path um, Felicity sticks around but Thea she goes away but she only goes as far as her own apartment um, and uh, that, that's it really it's just it was nothing. It was nothing to be like to write home about. It wasn't a case of previous episodes where I've said, "Oh my god, watch it now." It was just pants. So. It does. It's, it's funny, really, isn't it? Where um, it's a shame. Had, had, had the series ended at the second series, we would have wanted so much more. Uh, yeah, we got. And I remember that. talking about on one of the flower episodes, one of the early ones, about how good Damien Dark is. Yeah, and he was good. And he was a very good baddie, but I think once you found his weakness out and the way he used his magic and what caused his magic, um, I think kind of ruined it really because it was a cat and mouse game of them trying to get like the voodoo charm, and they didn't get it, and they still sent soldiers in, which were obviously going to die, and they did die. It, it was just rubbish. But um, I mean, Arrow, um, sorry, not Arrow, Flash was absolutely fantastic. Really, well, really good. Final Flash battle is in its second season. Flash is in its second season. Remember, Arrow season two was awesome. Was better than Arrow season one in some ways. And it seems to be yeah. Arrow season three onwards, which was it struggled. It'd be interesting to see whether Flash season three onwards will struggle. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. But I mean, the way it's gone at the moment, it's uh, it's great, and there's a really good kind of twist at the end, um, which could affect basically time and space oh, that um, Barry does that he's warned against mm. so that's well worth watching um, and Supergirl was absolutely fantastic as well that was really really good yeah that was so, kind um, of like a sleeper no one, I, I think no one expected it to be as good as it was I think you know because everyone thought it's going to be it's, it's light hearted maybe even more light hearted than maybe Flash was um, you know I, I mean working at a newspaper it was like ugly Betty but better looking with a few superhero bits and I think a lot of people thought it was going to be and it wasn't which, I, which yeah, I'm happy about it wasn't as cringeworthy as I thought it was going to be I thought it would be really cringeworthy yep go but, um, yeah but it, it was done really well and Clarissa Flockhart her character is uh, is very likeable she tries to pay the like the um, I can't remember his name now but the who's the newspaper editor in Spider-Man what, what uh, the newspaper Daily Bugle, wasn't it, in Spider-Man? Yeah, the actual editor. Was oh, J.J. Jameson. Yeah, she's kind of like the J.J. Jameson character, um, but she does it really, really well. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's been a, a great series, and I, it's 
yeah, it surprised me. I thought it'd be absolute rubbish, but um, it was really good. Oh, well, there we go. There we yeah. go. But but from what from, from one from a superhero series to a superhero movie starring starring the Ryan Reynolds 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 that's my Jonathan Ross impression uh, uh, um, Ryan Reynolds um, basically a former special forces operative turned mercenary is subject is subjected to a rogue experiment that leaves him with accelerated healing powers adopting the alter ego Deadpool and there is a love interest in there as well there we go Basically. What did you know about Deadpool before you um, watched this film? I knew a fair bit about him simply because a lot of some of my, some of the things I watch on YouTube uh, are like to do with comics. I've never actually picked up a Deadpool comic prior to watching this, and I knew about him from the rubbish version of uh, the um, X Men Origins Wolverine film, where they did. In hindsight, when you look at it now, Deadpool very very badly. Yes, yeah, I must admit I didn't. Again, like apart from the X Men. Um, and I think that was Ryan Reynolds who did that, wasn't it? It was, yep. He did yeah. play Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, I didn't really know anything about it. And I mean, I, I didn't know anything about this film, to be honest, when it came out. And I remember putting the uh, the trailer on the TV for the kids to say, look, there's another Marvel film out. <laughs> that was a mistake. Yeah, not realising the uh, <laughs> the content of the, the trailer. And I got quite good feedback from the uh, my better half about that, but... Yeah, it really surprised me. And when I went to the cinema to watch it, again, I didn't know what to expect. I'd seen the trailer, and um, and being a Ryan Reynolds kind of a, a film with his humour in, it, it, there was a lot of stake. It could have gone an, another corny lines, one-liners, which aren't particularly funny, or it could have been a, a massive hit that it was. So uh, surprisingly, I enjoyed it so much. I even bought it the other day. Uh, and it's an absolutely brilliant film. I've watched it so many times. It's a great film. It is, and you say it with, with Ryan Reynolds. I think, I think after watching the film, and when you see Deadpool breaking the fourth wall, etc., um, I think he, he he was actually perfect for that character. Um, and I couldn't think of a better person to play Deadpool. No, it's very much the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man kind of scenario, isn't it? Where you can't imagine anyone else, even if in the future years they kill. Um, Iron Man's character off and he's kind of reborn again. Yeah. It won't be the same. And again, uh, even after one film, and I think the humor in this film was absolutely fantastic. And I think it did it a favor um, being an 18 or an R rated, whatever it was, because um, it it was just so tongue in cheek. And breaking the full four in a Marvel film uh, and having a like an an anti hero kind of thing was absolutely brilliant. It worked so well. And I don't know how much of this film was kind of ad-libbed as he went along, but uh, the humour was just spot on. It was my kind of humour. Yeah. No, absolutely. And the action as well. But the the opening credits, um, I mean, I have to say, I mean, before we actually start talking about the film, we should actually say who's in the film. Um, you've got, uh, obviously, Ryan Reynolds, who plays Wade Wilson, uh, and you've got... Karen Sonny, who plays Dupinda, who's uh, the taxi driver, who's very, very funny. <laughs> oh, well, interestingly, uh, on the trivia, that's um, Dupinda's named after a uh, friend uh, that uh, Ryan Reynolds went to school with. Uh, oh, really? Who, uh, got struck by lightning and died. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was a nod to him. Yeah, oh, fair play. And you've got yeah, well, Named Garin, after who... a really cool guy he knew in elementary school, I think Ryan exactly. Reynolds put it, put it, but yeah. And Ed Skerin, um, who plays Ajax. Francis. Um, yeah, Francis. 
Um, and obviously you've got uh, Brian, uh, um, was it Brian Hilden? No, I can't remember who plays that Negasonic teenage nuclear thermal Warhead. monster. Negasonic yeah. teenage um, Warhead, yep. And Colossus. And Marina Bakarin, who plays um, Vanessa. Yes. Who's in the Homeland and in V as well. She's um, absolutely stunning. So, And you've got, there's obviously lots and lots of others of CGI of, um, is it Colossus? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, That was done really well. Yes. Yeah. But the, the opening credits, it's all um, kind of slow motion of this wreck. And um, the, the actual credits where it's got some douchebag and some sexiest man in the world and things like that. I mean, when I first watched it, I didn't. I was kind of just looking at what was going on. I wasn't really reading it. You took it for yeah. granted what was actually on the screen. But again, it's, it's such an original idea and something that's completely different from any other Marvel film, isn't it? It is. It's the most unMarvel-like Marvel film that that, that we have that we have ever watched. But because of that, it's it's work it it's worked so well. Yeah, and it was very. I mean. I think Ryan Reynolds was always thought of for this part, and he always really wanted this part because um, I think Ryan Reynolds is a massive Deadpool fan, um, and he's been kind of trying to get the writers to to get their asses in gear to actually write. I think it was this Fox, was it? It was, yeah, because they own that and they own the Fantastic Fantastic Four and the X Men. Not only, yeah, so yeah, yeah, they own the rights to it. I think. Yes, yeah, so I think the whole project has kind of been many, many years in development. Um, with Ryan Reynolds always at the forefront of going to play Deadpool. But I mean, the budget for this film was 53, I think it's 53, 58 million. And it's grossed nearly, it's grossed over 400 million now. I mean, it, it's that's done, incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's done better than they even imagined, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the budget compared to, to other Marvel films, you could say that this has done the best out of any of them, but compared to the original budget of 58 yeah, per, million. Pound for pound in, in relation to pound invested to pound. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're absolutely right because um, I, I mean, you know, there was a lot, there was a fair amount of CGI effect, but nothing like the Marvel films. And when you look at the actual cast, other than Ryan, Ryan Reynolds was the big, you know, the big casting choice, and all the other people, where as they are known, they're not, for example, a Robert Downey Jr. No. etc. You know, but it was a massive gamble, and the way Ryan Reynolds' career's gone, um, with I suppose a failure after failure, that um. I mean, this was a massive gamble. We must have been either very desperate or extremely clever and confident that this project was going to take off and be the success that it was. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, and the way they've set it up a cable for Deadpool 2 at the end. Yes, I mean, absolutely. I mean, they must have been, the, the feedback in the, the early screenings, they must have known how to hit on their hand. But, yeah, the action, to start off with the action sequence, it is brilliant in this. It is so good. And it's just so, it's kind of extremely violent, but lighthearted at the same time because of the one-liners, isn't it? Yeah, the closest thing I think I've ever watched to it, uh, that kind of violence, uh, almost tongue-in-cheek because it's so violent, was probably Kick-Ass recently. And uh, that yes. the sequel. Yeah, because it, it, some bloke gets his head cut off, one bloke gets squashed into a signpost. And and, and it's all done in a, a humorous way. And I, I think that, that's done. That can either not come across if it's not humorous. It just won't work, will it? Yeah. Because you're kind of either substituting the violence for humour, but they kind of go hand in hand in this point. And it's very, very clever. The special effects are absolutely incredible. 
about Deadpool. Yeah. When he jumped off the uh, the top of the freeway into the roof of the car, obviously uninjured, and then kicked crap out of everyone. Um, it was great. I didn't know what was going on. I, I didn't know what kind of superpowers he had. Um, and it was just over-the-top violence and accidents, and you had everything. You had the tow gesture, um, motorbikes coming on, which are, uh, are crashing in various ways, and, and it's just brilliant. Really, really good. Yeah, I mean, this film almost... I mean, the film itself kind of... It kind of um, um, starts halfway through, doesn't it? Yeah, it's the, very, the actual story. Almost, Tarantino done, isn't it? Really? Yeah, and that first scene really gets you in the film. And what, what's quite clever about it, um, looking looking at it with, with like a critical eye, is the fact that it shows you everything, almost everything you need to know about Deadpool. He breaks the fourth wall. He talks. He's cocky. He's quite funny. He does things you and I do. For example, with the gun, he wastes all his bullets on that one person because that yeah. one person hurt him. You know. And he says, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and uh, but it tells you everything you need to know in that segment. Without uh, we do have it in the end, but without going back to his origin story as your your, your bog standard first superhero film would normally do. The way it does it does it does it is is, is brilliant. Yes, that, that's very true. I mean, it, as you say, it starts off with him in a taxi with a pinder, and he breaks the full fall straight away, flicking the chewing gum against the camera, and then he gets in the taxi and the conversation they have. Um, and, and he kind of narrates as it goes along, doesn't he? Yeah. When he says kind of um, rock meat bottom or something like that. Uh, um, and, it's, and then there's the get to the certain point in the film and goes, right, you're all caught up now. Uh, and that's, that's really good. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's done so, so well. And as you say, it flicks back um, in a very simplistic way, which isn't the typical origin story that any other Marvel film have had. No. So, uh, and it doesn't, and that's good because every new film. I mean, I don't know what Doctor Strange will, will be like, but every Marvel film so far has had their origins, and you and you kind of go through the motions of. Well, yeah, look at Iron waiting. Man, Thor. Yeah, the original Hulk. Luckily, they haven't gone when back. He's gonna, yeah, yeah. But when he's going to turn into yeah. Deadpool, you're kind of waiting. But it, I think it's fantastic. He starts off with Deadpool, and the actual the origin story part of it, of um, where he's diagnosed with cancer. Um, and then he he feels it's really down to the love that he's got for Vanessa, isn't it? That he kind of wants to live longer. Yeah, that's the only reason um, he wants to live longer. He doesn't really want to be a hero, does he? And he kind of, initially. No, no, and he says that from the start because he's um, he's obviously a kind of a, a he's a mercenary. He was a former soldier, um, and he goes to this club, and it's as if he he gets kind of contracts out, but they're very small contracts aren't there it's not like a massive hit or anything right. and the one in the film um is where he's around someone's house a pizza boy turns up who really looks like jay from the in-betweeners <laughs> uh, um and uh he threatens him with a knife and a gun because he's stalking some young girl and he goes and gives the photographs to her and even she says oh you're my hero he's like whoa, whoa uh, a hero is something that i'm definitely not yeah and it's quite interesting because he always says that doesn't he yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and in terms of that origin story, obviously he meets this girl, um, they fall in love, and we have a, almost like a montage of their love. Um, and, very, and it's done not in like a cheesy way, but you can clearly see that they are, uh, for want of a better expression, uh, very much in love, let's say. Well, yeah, some of the things that they do try on each other, you can tell that there is very much love going on and when trust. it's um, International Ladies' Day. Uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. 
and and everything's going really really well life couldn't be happier and then he faints and gets told he's got cancer yes and he's got it's terminal cancer isn't it and um yeah i don't know i don't kind of say how he got it or anything like that or but um yeah and to him life's over but very much uh, vanessa's instantly looking for answers and where they can go from here and he's shell-shocked by the whole idea and doesn't really want to bring her down with the whole cancer thing because he says that cancer's a shit deal and there's nothing good about it and you don't deserve to be dealt that hand as well which is it's very realistic i think it's how you would feel isn't it yeah it is i know absolutely and she's like completely opposite positive has all these leaflets for example going back to the scene of the bar um yeah yeah uh, and and that's when he. Sorry, mate. Carry on. No, no, no. You were just about to say what I was going to say. That's when he meets. Dum dum dum. Yes, Mister Pedophile. <laughs> well, he, he possibly. He, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, he's that, that, that guy starred in Galaxy Quest, didn't he? He's one of the aliens, if I remember. Oh, did he? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Blimey, you've got a very good memory. I know. I didn't even look that up. I could be wrong, boys and girls, but I'm very sure that's the case. I mean, the only one from the bar that I remember is the um, that Randall Rido plays Buck. The one um, tells him when she, she grabs hold of his balls and he says, let go of Gandalf's balls or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so he, he meets him in the bar and he offers him a way out, um, a cure to his cancer. Um, and at the time, he's very dismissive of the idea. Or do, or do you think he is dismissive? Or I don't know. I mean, he... Obviously, you know, he, he's telling him he's dismissive, throws it away, and then, uh, I think he must, I, th- I think we have to accept that on face value, he must be, because I don't think he's doing it, he's not really showing off to a crowd or anything like that, saying, no, I don't, I don't care. Um, hmm. um, but I, but I think, I think the, the, what the film does then is, yeah, he doesn't really, he is dismissive of it, but then when he actually thinks about it, and how much he loves Vanessa, it, it kind of shows us that he's doing it for his girlfriend, not for anyone else yeah. not for selfish reasons not to be a superhero he's doing it because he wants to stay alive for his girlfriend um and and, yeah. and i think and because of that um we were it's a lot easier to for him to, to dismiss it and for us to believe him to change his mind rather than do it straight away you know and, and i think it makes it a lot more believable yeah and what i do like and they do it throughout the film is that um they kind of take the piss out of tropey storylines like before he's diagnosed with cancer where he says everything's going too well and in true fashion in films shit's going to hit the fan yep. and then he just faints and passes out and yes. uh and, and he does that a lot especially when they go to the x-men mansion as well um they, they kind of point out what the audience would be thinking and make a joke of it and then you and it's very clever because you instantly dismiss it and laugh with them um with regards to it's funny how we only ever see you two at this massive mansion and it's like they couldn't afford yeah. the rest of the cast. Yeah, that is brilliant. <laughs> and and also when uh, when Colossus is dragging um, Deadpool back, he says, you're going to go and see the Doctor. He says, which one? The Patrick Stewart one or the... Um, Stuart or McAvoy. I can never yeah, keep Stuart up with the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. He's still it's funny just, now, even when you know it's yeah. coming. Yeah, even when I watch it now, I just chuckle because it's just because it takes the piss out of itself and the whole franchise, it, it can just get away with it, can't it? Because the audience, like when you go to the, um, like the, the mansion, 
you don't see anyone else around. There's no one in the gardens. There's right. there's no one. It's just them two. Yeah. And is. again, you could instantly say, oh, that's just bollocks because where is everyone else? But because they've taken the piss out of it already, it's gone. It's not yeah. even an issue. You can't really criticise it now. <laughs> no, no, no. 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 Made that point. Um, so, so he does actually, um, getting back on track, he, he does go for the what he believes um, is going to be his cure for his cancer. And I should imagine it's complete opposite to what he actually gets. Um, where he is, actually, is in a warehouse, um, which people have just been experimented on. I thought, and he thought, that he was going to go to a hospital and that it's a magical cure for his cancer and he'd come out human again, um, just the way kind of he was a couple of years ago. But yep. it's, I, I, I kind of, the only person I have issues with in this um, is probably Ajax or Francis. Why is that then? I just don't think, I just can't buy him as a, a proper baddie, you know? I don't know why. It's not that I don't like him. I just think, out of all the characters, I think he's probably the weakest. I don't know if it's because he's English, but um, I don't know. It just, it might just be that reason. I'm really not too sure, but... Um, but yeah, obviously he goes in and um, he's experimented on by Francis. And uh, Francis, I don't know if it, would you say that Angel was a love interest at all to uh, Francis? Gina Carano. Yeah, um, she's actually a former MMA fighter, believe it or not. Um, oh, is she? Yeah. Uh, um, Angel, I don't know. We never really knew for sure. I, you know, I mean, I think at most maybe she was a bit on the side. Um, because they didn't, they didn't really show any care for each other, other than the job they were kind of doing. And she got off, I think, on on causing people pain, etc. But yeah, yeah, I just because it. Yeah, you was she? Because there is an isn't there an angel in um the X Men anyway? That white one with the the massive wings. Oh yeah, that's different. That's Archangel. Or that's Archangel. I think also, oh, right. or I could be calling that wrong. You know, no, that's a completely different character. Right, um, but I do like the character, her character. She's very much the same as the uh, Negasonic because it's very quiet, doesn't really say much, um, but she's extremely strong and violent. Uh, yes. and he gets taped down, and, and the one-liners instantly wind Francis up, don't they? They're brilliant. They're excuse me. I mean, oh, can you come closer? You got something in your teeth? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, it happens again. You, you, you still have that thing. Don't know. Seriously, you have I made you look. <laughs> but it, it's interesting because uh, they're they're kind of they torture him they do. to to kind of wake up his mutant gene. Is that why they? Yeah, they want to wake up. See they, if he's yeah, got they, one. They, they 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 inject him with a special serum that will 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 wake up his mutant gene on extreme situations. That's the way I kind of read it. And they were trying everything, and then they ended up basically nearly what well, not killing him, but nearly. Sucking him full of air, just to the point where he's about to die, then giving him air again. Basically, you know. So they keep on nearly killing him and then reviving him, almost. You know. So how did they know he had a mutant gene then? Everyone has a mutant gene. That's what I think. Or most people have a mutant gene in them. I, this is I think, and they just wanted to trigger it. But he was a key. But he was quite a good uh, subject, simply because he was in the military, and they were, I think, aware of all the skills he had. Because he, you know, he was quite proficient in what he did. Bearing in mind, it was quite low level. Um, yeah, when they when that guy met him in the bar, he said forty seven confirmed kills. Yeah, 
so yeah, they, they had his kind of um, his jacket of everything yeah. he did, but I, I didn't know whether they were testing to see if he had a mutant gene or. No, I think everyone did, and then Francis basically wanted to sell them as, as super soldiers to the highest bidder because he had this weird thing that he'll do what they say or whatever, you know, you know, mind yeah. control, be it, call it what you want, but yeah, yeah, okay, that was quite interesting. I didn't know whether. Because that's, he was that's, dying, that's what I took from it. It could be completely wrong, Stu. But I mean, that, that's that's in my head. That's what that's what made the most sense to me when when I worked it out. So, in the X Men films, was there a similar event? No, such as the X Men. No, everyone they've got a mutant gene, and it didn't need any stimulating. They were just. But it wasn't like in Flash, where there was a massive explosion. And no, it caused people to mutate or anything. No, I think it. I think the best way of putting it is if you ever do you remember the beginning of the first ever X Men film? Yeah, it had Patrick Stewart talking about evolution. Some you know we way of it. Sometimes it skips me. Sometimes they're they're signs of it going, you know, really really quick evolution suddenly yeah. in people, and that's what the X Men's. That's what the X Men are essentially, right. and that's why they're called mutants. Um, and this I think was. Uh, the idea of we all have mutant genes in us, uh, they just need to be awoken. I think that's what that's basically what was it. But with the X Men, they are they did their mutant genes, as far as I'm aware, did not need to be awoken. For example, Cyclops could always do his red eyes. Um, you, you had, for example, Rogue could do that uh, f- from the age of like being a teenager almost. She ended up when she touched yeah. people, it wasn't good. Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's quite interesting. So, um, so, so, I mean, clearly, you and I aren't mutants like the X Men. So, so, something drastic to us would have to happen to awaken our mutant gene. Don't know. You're what. clumsy. Maybe you got the clumsy mutant gene. Uh, uh, I am very clumsy. Yeah. So there so, you go. I, I, yeah. Um, maybe I do have the clumsy mutant gene. So, because I wasn't sure. Yeah. That, um, that his skin turned the way it did was because they were experimenting on him, and. Like it the, was a lot of oxygen would burn his skin, kind of thing. Yeah, I wondered that. I think that was whatever that whatever that was. That was that did end up being a side effect of sorts, didn't it? Because I didn't know whether that was his mutation or um, his kind of superpowers, as in he's extremely strong, he heals fast, and is extremely hard to kill. I didn't know whether that was his mutation or and his skin was part of it or his skin I was think part his skin of the experiment. Was part, I think his skin was part of it. It was a result of the mutation. Um, I, I mean, in my head, I was like, kind of think of Beast. Beast Man, for example. Yeah. Um, from, from the X-Men, for, you know? Yeah. It's interesting that he can't... Because the only reason why I asked whether it was part of his mutation was because a lot of the time in the X-Men... They can change back, can't they? Uh, and and obviously he was like that all the time. So I, I yeah. mean, if anybody knows, and obviously, I mean, um, you're right. I mean, I tweet mean, us in or email us. I really don't know the answer to this. I mean, the beast can't change back. He's permanently like that. For example, um, along, along with others. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, night, it's not night. Is it Nightcrawler the one that teleports? He's yeah. permanently looks like that as well. He can't change back to look normal. Right. Um, well, I suppose Scotty as well. If he takes his glasses off, he's like that all the time, isn't he? So, yeah, he can't. He can't turn but, his, yeah. eye, his eye magic off. Yeah. Okay. No. Oh uh, yeah. We'll carry on. I, I just didn't know. I knew yeah. you'd know. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Not too much though, but a, a, a bit. So, so, so obviously, um, going back to the present, as you rightly said, that Colossus uh, and the uh, crazy girl, emo girl turn up and basically drag him off. They're about to drag uh, Deadpool, but he ends up cutting off his hand. 
Yes, which is very good, and it leaves him with the middle finger sticking up in the air, doesn't it? Which is very funny. Yes, um, we, 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 which, which follows on, um, um, and then uh, obviously we see the we see all the torture scenes we talked about, and um, Wade obviously ends up you know becoming becoming a mutant. Um, and then, yes, and then um, when we see the point uh, when he goes back to the club. After his mutation, after he follows his girlfriend and thinks, "No way, I can't, I can't face her. I'm too hideous." He ends up going to the bar, talking to his friend, uh, saying he's unshaggable, basically. Um, yes. He? And that's when they come up with the whole Deadpool um, thing, which is a basically a blackboard of who's going to die next, isn't it? Like the odds on who. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, and it's called the Deadpool, and he th- and then, but I like the way he went and looked at him and went, "Captain Deadpool." And he goes, no, yeah. just Deadpool. Um, just which Deadpool. Which yeah. I thought was quite funny. Um, yeah. And then, he, and then we're kind of introduced at some point to his uh, roommate. What, Blind Al? Um, from Star Trek, yeah. Aurora. Yeah, Leslie Uggams. Yeah, fantastic actress. But yeah. I think she I think she played... What she does do in every scene is she's magic. I think she's absolutely brilliant in this. Yeah, she just does not give a fuck, does she? No. She really doesn't. She's so chilled out, and it's absolutely brilliant. And when she's in the... Uh, when they meet in the laundrette, yeah. and it says, she says, you're going to need to bowl that to get all the blood out, or, or something like yeah. that, doesn't she? she does. uh, yeah, they end up living together, and she kind of accepts him as the the freak that he is. Um, again, it's a very funny sketch where she's trying to build Ikea furniture. <laughs> It looks like she's nailed it at one point, and then it all goes a bit wrong. Yeah, clearly there's no nails in it, because uh, no. it just falls apart. It does. But yeah, she's a great character. She's completely mad, isn't she? Absolutely brilliant. Um, and there's some very funny scenes with her, um, when Ryan Reynolds is cuddling up to her with his little hand that's been oh, cut off. That's so, yeah, well, yeah, yeah he, he basically intimates, as his hands are going about that, um, my dick's going to look huge. Yeah. And basically admits that he's going to have a solo session and she should leave. Yeah, and she just shrugs your shoulders and just walks away. She doesn't give a toss, does she? No, no. No, you're right. She's too, yeah. I mean, essentially, as you were saying, she's accepted that he's a bit of a freak. Essentially. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, so he does get experimented on and they do kind of get his um, mutant gene to to accelerate and it's a very clever way he escapes isn't it i mean it's not an over-the-top way because um oh, what's her angel she's always got a match in her mouth and he she headbutts does. her yeah um and cleverly he manages to spit the match from his mouth into his left hand he does now i haven't tried to do that but i should imagine it's extremely hard to do no i, I wouldn't even try to do that but you've got one shot to do it but yeah he uses the match uh, the oxygen as an accelerant um, basically blows the whole place up, doesn't he? It's very James Bond, actually, that escape almost, isn't it? But yes. Yeah, we kind of... He does escape, but he doesn't escape in a way, does he? Because he has this massive fight um, with Ajax, or Francis, as he continuously calls him. Um, and he, he puts a spear or a metal pole right through him, pins him to the floor, doesn't he? Yeah, and that's when Ryan Mills... I don't think he gives up. It's just a bit like... Um, you can't really do much about that, really, can you? Uh, no, no. Even no, if you can heal, I'm assuming that's quite painful. Yeah, but you also learn that um, that Francis is a mutant as well, and he yeah. doesn't feel any pain, does he? But he's also extremely strong. 
No. And also at this point, um, one of one of um, Deadpool's uh, Wade Wilson's friend is also uh, obviously a friend he's made at the place. Yeah. Is also asking for his yeah. help. And uh, we assume he died and, until later on. Yeah, which is another funny sketch. But yeah, he so he does escape in the end. Um, he's left in the burning ashes of the building. Um, and he's permanently disfigured, much to his, uh, his horror and his dislike, because he's a very good-looking guy. He probably relies on his looks, and he hasn't got anything now. He probably still pull more words than I could, but yeah, he, he, uh, he's not the best-looking bloke. He's burnt all over from head to toe. He is but he does have over. superpowers. He does have super. He does have superpowers. Um, it's great when he goes to see his mate in the bar, and he says, "Jesus, you look like something from a horror film. You could star in horror films as as a monster, <laughs> or you, you look like a scrotum." <laughs> <laughs> he just he just carries on there, doesn't he? He keeps on ribbing him. Yeah, he's nonsense. He gets no support whatsoever. But yeah, no. but that's when he becomes Deadpool. Um, and then he says, "It's the good thing that all the baddies think that you are dead. Then you can take them out one by one." Um, and they even kind of take the piss out of this sketch where he does actually go back and start killing a lot of the henchmen to find his way to Francis because at the time he believes that he can undo what he's actually done yeah, being in his told, looks. Francis tells him, doesn't he? Right yeah. Before. Yeah. Yeah, which is his, his main drive for actually keep going on. Um, but that's great because they shoot him with a machine gun and the blood that's what he says why, why do you think I wear red so you can't see me bleed and again he points at someone's trousers and says you should have wore brown trousers today <laughs> uh, jokes like that which are great so he makes his red suit which is a fantastic suit and the CGI for his eyes did you notice his eyes they do yeah they did that really well and funnily enough um, they've, uh, they they copied it they did it in uh, the Captain America with Spider-Man yes. and it worked really really well as well yeah it does work well especially when he's talking and uh they open obviously for shock and they're constantly moving, which I didn't realize that first of all, when I first watched it, but on the second viewing, um, yeah, I, I picked it up and I thought yeah, that was great. Uh, I mean, it's funny really. Cause it, cause it, it, in one way it should take around the film completely. Cause that's, that's complete. I mean, as well as superheroes, uh, it's be- almost believable in the world that they've created in this film. Um, yeah. and moving eyepieces is completely unrealistic and is basically turning it into a cartoon. However, you don't really realise that. And because a-, a mask is very hard, other than with just hand signals and your voice yeah. to-, to-, to express, it works really well. And I don't, and-, and I think it has no right to work as well as it did when you think about the fact that it- it's almost like you know, a cartoon-like. But it does yeah all of it works really well and it's just another great pickup that you you notice when you watch it time and time again and it it is more like a cartoon um than a film with regards to the way people die um like his actions the stunts that he does dropping through cars off top of bridges and things like that and and his eyes moving it's all things you do get from a cartoon it's it's way out the box from anything else that marvel have done Um, and a brave decision as well, I think, because uh, that couldn't have been yeah. an easy one to get through, uh, convince everyone until you actually saw it for yourself, you know? Yeah, I could have bombed. It really could have bombed. But, yeah, thankfully, it, it does work so, so well. Um, but, yeah, so it's working its way for all the henchmen. And I think this is the... Because it's done in different timelines, when um, Ajax is meeting one of his um, buyers, when he says that we haven't got anything else, uh, our line's been... Or our kind of... Uh, 
our product's been disrupted. We haven't got anything. I think that's because Wade Wilson's gone and killed them all, isn't it? Yes. It is. Yeah. Which is great because, again, it's, I didn't pick that up the first time. Uh, I watched it on a couple of reruns, but yeah, because it's kind of flicking back and forth, but it's it's not done in a, a, a confusing way at all. It's done very, very well, being narrated no. by Ryan Reynolds. I mean, essentially, there's two timelines, isn't there? There's one, there's one before the intro, and there's the one after the intro, essentially. Yeah. So, so it, yeah. unlike Pulp Fiction, it's it's very easy to watch the film and know exactly what's going on. No, yes. no, no. I mean, I'm not saying Pulp Fiction is bad for that, but I'm just saying it's not. It's not confusing at all. And just watching it the first time, you completely understand what's going on. You don't need to watch it multiple times um, to understand yeah. exactly what's going on. However, as you're saying to you, watching it again and again, I think some of the jokes are funnier. You, so you, there are more jokes than you think are in there, and I think the film gets better with each watch as well. Yeah, I think I've watched this about five or six times now, and. You, as you say, you're still picking new bits up, um, and it's still very, very good. Uh, and you do notice so many different things that because there's so much going on at the same time that you're missing bits. They're not essential bits, but it's just quirky little bits that you're missing. Um, so yeah, so he he basically needs the help because the um, Colossus and uh, Megasonic want him or but mainly Colossus want him to join the X-Men don't they they do so they agree to help him if yeah, only he will join yeah. the X-Men because at this point his uh, girlfriend got kidnapped he was uh, opening up to his girlfriend before the intro sequence yeah and he wanted to speak yeah. to her um, at the nightclub that he knows she works at and she ended up getting kidnapped by uh, AJ and he got the Stan Lee cameo as well which is probably his best one yet I uh, think yes he doesn't do much he didn't need to which is no. one of the reasons. <laughs> yeah, why it's he's, he's DJing. He is. It's absolutely quality. It really is quality. Um, but I don't think he has put much acting into that because that, that suited him so much. But yeah, so uh, he goes to the mansion um, and they agree to help him. And they, again, they go back to the house with um, Blind Al and they get shitloads of guns, don't they? And yeah, she's got loads funny. of guns. Yeah. Yeah, on her and, um, as well even and he, and he says that I've got a ton of two kilos of cocaine under the floorboards that you want to get rid of with the cure for blindness <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Um, so they go and meet Dupinder again um, uh, to go and meet uh, Francis when they actually arrange it, it looks like it's on an old aircraft carrier doesn't it it is it, it is but while they're going there previously Deadpool gave Dupinder some advice about this girl he likes. Oh yes, his cousin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but but his cousin is not very nice. And then, and basically, he's got the engine in the back, and Dependa kind of admits to kidnapping him, and he's in the uh, he's in the boot. Yes, yeah, you know, his love a little bit wrong, doesn't it? And and Deadpool goes, "That's not you, you know that that's terrible." I'm so proud of you, etc. Yeah, which is, which is hilarious. Yeah, if you let him out, kill him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so so good. It is again. It's just so quick, and it's just so funny. And you've got both of them in the background, sitting in the back of the taxi, especially with Colossus crammed in the back of there. And again, this doesn't freak the Pinder out at all, does it? This is perfectly normal. <laughs> no, yeah, normal. Having Deadpool yeah. in the front and Colossus in the back of his car. Uh, so they do get out of the car um, at the location. And when they say drive away, they realise they've forgotten the whole bag full of uh, guns and ammunition. Yeah. And that's when he rings the Pinder up, um, who are answering the phone, has an accident. 
and his brother in the boot doesn't come off too good, does he? No. Smokos smashes right into the back. So, uh, yeah, that's quite good. I wonder if Dependor will be in the next one. I hope so. Who knows? I, I think he has um, to be. I think I think he needs to be one of these two or three scene cameos in the next Deadpool film. It's absolute quality. And the end battle of this is very, very good. I, I, it's Again, it's not too serious, is it? At no. all. You get to see the qualities um, of Colossus and uh, Negasonic as well, of her abilities, which she seems to be able to charge herself up into like a, a rocket or a fireball, basically, doesn't she? Yeah, but unfortunately, neither of them work particularly well. No, no, they, he does end up nearly killing everyone. Uh, but it, it's good when they say we're going to do it the old-fashioned way, um, and he starts taking out the guards one by one. Yeah. And um, Colossus has a fight with Angel, which is a really funny fight, isn't it? And the CGI, special effects, are absolutely brilliant for this. It I is, thought uh, throughout the whole film, they're, they're spot on. And, and I don't know in the comics whether he had like a Russian, almost Eastern European accent, but I think it ri- even if he didn't, that accent suits Colossus to a T, uh, and it does make a lot of the scenes a lot funnier, don't you think? Yeah, it works, especially when he's um, saying to uh, Negasonic about you haven't had breakfast and you need a protein. It's the most important meal of the day, yeah. and he gives her a, a protein bar and <laughs> stuff so like that. Strange. And he's always trying to in everything that he says. And most of the time, people tell him where to go, but bless him, he is trying to. Like at the end with Deadpool, he's trying to tell him like the way that all superhero films end, yeah. that there are other ways you can deal with it. Um, and again, they take the piss out of the trope of other films, which is like Scary Movie, they do that, don't they? They do, yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> And basically, when he's killing the goons, he then spells Francis on the floor and, then yes. call, and calls out Ajax, at which point we uh, they do end up having He brings, obviously, like, here, I've got your love interest here. Ha ha ha, big villain moment, and they end up yeah. fighting. And the fight with Colossus and Angel, where he punches her into all of these cars, yeah, and he goes to punch her again to finish her off, and her boobs hanging out of her t shirt, and he and points he, it to her. And he can't, he, he can't look. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she, punches him she makes the most of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's great. She flips him on top of the, um, the aircraft carrier, yeah, uh, and again, the fight with, um, him and Ajax or Francis is a really, really good fight because whilst, meanwhile, whilst they're fighting, um, Vanessa's strapped into a um, the same oxygen tank that um, that he was put in yeah. uh, when they experimented on him. And I take it that he was just going to do that to kill her, not to find a mutant gene. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. And what did you think I, of the, the, like the fights and the choreography in this? I thought they were, I thought they were very, very good. But the funny thing about this is 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 Unlike, for example, your X-Men or even your Marvel, that this film, um, it didn't need the fights to be that good, even though they were, to be a good film. It was all about, it was about the story, Deadpool breaking the fourth wall and and essentially Ryan Reynolds. Because as you said to you, Francis is quite a weak, bad character, um, ultimately. And, and I think this that's one of the reasons why, yes, we wanted, uh, we wanted um, obviously Deadpool's girlfriend uh, to live, Deadpool to save her. But I didn't really feel too much emotion against Francis, other than the fact that he kidnapped his girlfriend. I didn't want his girlfriend to die, if that makes any sense, you know? Yeah, but it was refreshing also to to have a baddie who wasn't um, intent on destroying the world. No. Because 
uh, that's what I mean. All the other Marvel films are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I love, apart from Thor two, I love all of them. Um, but it, it all they all involve in somehow either via monsters or missiles destroying and taking over the whole world. It was really refreshing just to have one bad guy and another good guy just fighting each other and it's just over a woman and good old fashioned revenge, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, and going back, that's why, that's why I think for example, um, uh, that's what I really liked about the original series of daredevil. It was him and the Kingpin. Kingpin didn't want to take over the world, did he? No. Et cetera. Then, yeah. Uh, and, and I think you're right. That is, that is refreshing. Um, I'm, you know, not taking over the world. He just wanted to make his money, you know, not be like a trillionaire or anything and, and, and get on with it. And here's, here's this Deadpool guy who he thought was nothing and ends up becoming a thorn in his side, essentially. Yeah, it was just Vanessa, I would say just Vanessa at stake, but to him, obviously, that meant a lot. But yeah, it was it was just a woman that they was fighting over. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really good fight, really entertaining. Again, they can do the violence and the comedy hand in hand uh, and in quick succession so well that, you don't notice a lot of the things. I mean, he gets a uh, a knife stuck in the side of his head, and whilst he's laying down, you see all these unicorns come out. And, yeah. um, <laughs> that was so fun. Yeah, by Vanessa and stuff like that until he pulls it out, and, it, and they just quick quickly kind of mixing the comedy with violence so well, and it's just it, it could have gone so badly wrong each time I watch it. That it I could have done. Kind of it could have, you're right. It could. It was such a gamble. Yeah, because the unicorns and the the, the, the horses and <laughs> the, the hearts and everything like that, you could have watched it and thought, "What the fuck is this? Yeah. What has yeah. this got to do with anything?" Yeah, but it worked. And you could, yeah, and it does work. And you could have lost the whole scene because of it. But um, but yeah, it's just brilliant. And again, it, the um, Negasonic collapses the whole aircraft carrier. Um, and Deadpool's got uh, Francis where he wants him, and he's got a gun to his head, and he's he says, "Right now, cure me," and that's when he finds out what seriously you you did all this because you thought I could cure you, and then he says, "Well, you've just given me every reason to kill you now, basically." And yeah. Colossus tries to um, t- teach him the higher ground, the lesson in that, doesn't he? He does, but it, but it fails. Yeah, he just shoots him in the head, and he throws up. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny when he threw his arm after shooting yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely great. And throughout the whole thing, that um I mean Negasonic only says a few words in this, but and the same as Angel as well, but they're both very, very good characters. Um, hopefully to be seen again. Uh yeah, so they kind of go off happy ever after. They then do. he tells her that I'm burnt all over. Um and they try and talk him into join the X Men. But the, and the pre-credits of this as well, Ferris Bueller, yeah. it was brilliant, wasn't it? He appears in his bathroom, basically, telling the audience to leave the movies over. Um, that, yeah. That's the homage to Fer- Ferris Bueller, obviously being in his bathrobes. However, he comes back and says he's trying to get Cable for the sequel, which is, which is quite funny. Yeah, and he ends by going... Chick-a-tick-a. Yeah. I thought that was absolutely you, you brilliant. You did that very well, by the way. You did that very well. Thank you very much. I, I wouldn't you. even try and outdo you on that one. I think, I think, I think <laughs> you do the... Do you do the chicka chicka a lot better than I can? Oh, thank you. Everyone's got a talent. That is my one. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm clumsy. You can go chicka chicka. So there we go. Yeah, I'm sure it'll make me a millionaire one day. Hopefully, let's hope so. Yeah, we might be able to podcast yeah. more than once a year then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but was this film? Um, 
what were your kind of hopes or expectations? I didn't expect anything coming to this film. I thought I was hoping it would be really, really good. Watching the trailers, I thought if the film is as good as the trailers, I'm going to love it. And it was as good as the tra- it was as good, if not better, than the trailers. Where you know, like the classic trailers, they show all the funny bits and that's it, or all the good bits and that's it. And I, that's what I was kind of worried about because if you remember, these are the same people that had messed up. You know, the same. Um, um, studio, so to speak, I think that have messed up the X Men and, and obviously messed up the Fantastic Four. You know, so yeah. So I, I, I did. I was a bit like, oh, is it, is it going to be good? I really hope it is, and it was. I mean, did you have any before you went into this? Before you saw anything, but you knew Ryan Reynolds was doing it, and you knew it was a Marvel film. Did you feel this was going to be like their first flop because they really haven't had one yet, have they? Marvel. Uh, well, well, well. Um, no, um, I didn't feel that at all. I, 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 because you read about how good it was going to be, I just hoped that that was the case, and it wasn't just you know, a bunch of really, really good marketing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I honestly did not know what to expect. Again, I, I just watched the very first trailer they put out, um, and it, it, I just found it thoroughly entertaining. Uh, I thought if the whole film's going to be like this, I didn't know anything about the origin story. I didn't know how, and it was quite nice going into something not knowing if the origin story for him was as kind of mirrored the comic books and how accurate it was. So there was no kind of spoilers and any comparisons that I could do from anything else that I'd seen because I, I didn't know anything about Deadpool. So it was nice. I could take it as a an original film, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah. So often when you watch like the Star Wars Force Awakens, you're going to critique it so much because of the previous Star Wars films, the successful ones and the three that were absolute disasters. Uh, and this film uh, didn't have anything like that. And I think that that made it an equally a good film. The fact that the, the action's great, the comedy's great, the violence and Ryan Reynolds has found his niche. He is Deadpool. There is yeah, no one else he, who could he, do he's, this. He's Christopher Reeved it essentially. Yeah, he really has. And, and I hope that the the follow on from this, they keep the uh, a they keep the whole same cast, including um, the Pinder, uh, Negasonic, and Colossus, and and the humour as well, because it was just such a I think a surprise hit for everyone that you can kind of you're only as good as your last film, aren't you? And yeah, there you are. I think I mean yeah, you're right. People saw this film coming, but I don't think anyone expected it to be this successful or this good. No, and I'm, I'm really glad that Ryan Reynolds has actually done a, a film which is good and he doesn't really have to do that much acting in it because thankfully he's behind a mask and uh, it's just a sense of humour comes out which is it's probably even harder for him really because he's a good-looking guy, he can run on his looks but this is his own dialogue and his own ad-lib throughout the film, I should imagine. So, um, yeah, I think it's absolutely brilliant. That For me, it gets a five out of five. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there aren't any crap parts in this film. I've watched it so many times. Um, not crap parts, but I think I, I do agree with you. I never really realised it, though, until we did the podcast. But I can't help but agree with you in terms of Francis was the weak part of the film. But then again, it didn't make the film weak because there were so many good parts. You didn't have to have a really scary villain, even though he was yeah. you know, a weak, bad villain. But it, it didn't take away from the film. Yeah, he uh, for me he is the weakest part. Um, yeah, but the film is so good and the other characters are so strong 
Um, yeah, you didn't and, need uh, a massive villain for it, really. No, no. I think you could have got away with any villain, to be honest. I mean, yeah. And it suited Francis the fact that he wasn't trying to take over the world because I think that would have ruined the film with a character who I thought was so weak, trying to be so dominant. Um, with a plan that was completely unbelievable. I mean, I know you, you kind of suspend all belief anyway for these films, but he was just—it was kind of small time um, in comparison with what else Marvel have done. But it, it, it suited him, and he just about got away with it. Uh, but he—he he wasn't the, the lasting memory of this film at all. No, so both, so both five out of five. Then fantastic. There we go. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. That it's just such a good film. It really surprised me, and it's it's quite rare that I buy any film, to be honest. Um, but yeah, as soon as this came out on the day of release, I got the Blu-ray. Well, there's some great added extras on the Blu-ray as well. Oh, I really good. recommend you anyone buying that. Um, but yeah, so that's Deadpool. So, okay. and who knows when our next film? We oh, we keep saying it that we really will have to get our asses in gear. We do. We um, do. We do. We do. I know all our jobs. It's it's very hard. I'll kind of just say hello to Matt Baker, who's been listening to our podcast, and he says he's really enjoyed them. So hello, I, um, I know Matt. I know Matt. He's got facial hair, hasn't he? He has got facial. He stills it out better than me, to be honest. I, I try, and I just look like um, a fat well, I'm supporting now a beard. I've got, I've grown a beard as You've well. You've grown a beard now, have you? I have grown a beard. I think, yeah. Are you keeping the beard? I'm going to keep the beard because it's really messy and it's going to annoy everyone at work. So oh, I can't wait to see your beard. Thank you. It is different colours as well because I do have skin pigments underneath my chin. Um, so I've got is that a result white. of the uh, of, of Ajax mutant testing? It was. I <laughs> got as far as just having white bits in my beard. That's my mutant gene. So you you so. could be called Pigment Man, and potentially. <laughs> no, I've been called a lot worse. You've been called. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You. I think yeah. we, we both have to be honest. Yeah. So, so um, but yeah, so I'm supporting a new beard as well because you've got one, and I hope it improves the podcast somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, it, it does yeah. need it. I don't have pigments, but I've got moles in areas. So, so there we go. You've outdone me. You've outdone no, me. No, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You can't see all the moles. Oh, there you, you can go. See your you pigments, can see mine. So. Yeah. It's like an, mine looks like um, if you look at an atlas, I've got all different patches on there. It, it's kind of like that. So uh, yeah, it's great. But I'm keeping it because it will annoy people. Well, there we go. That's why we do things. Excellent. Exactly. Um, so we will. Uh, James will endeavour to get this podcast uh, yeah, out as you, soon as possible. If you're not, if you're not listening, if it's uh, well, the, the date is Wednesday, the 29th of June. If it's come to the weekend and and you, and you think he hasn't put that out yet, which you won't know until you listen. Please to Please send it. hate mail to James. Yeah, I'm I'm a douchebag. Exactly, and Good. I'll support any hate mail that you do send to James. Um, we will try and get another film out next week. I, I really, I keep saying this to James, and a few times we've had kind of personal issues where we just can't commit to doing a podcast um, for that week. But we are going to keep doing the podcast. It's something that's not going to go away. No, um, even and, even if something happens and we're not here for a month, um, and yeah. to, and until you see Stu tweet, this is the end, etc. It's not happening. Yeah. So exactly. So next week. We'll try and do another film. Uh, I'm not too sure what film we'll do. I'll put it out on um, on Twitter and on Facebook. You can follow us both on that and on iTunes as well. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know what film. It's going to be some random, stupid film, no doubt. But it'll be interesting. I can say that. For there fact. we go. Excellent. I hope you enjoyed Deadpool as much as we do. Watch the film. Listen to the podcast. And uh, if you've got any films you want us to do, then uh, tweet us. You can message us as well on um, Facebook and Twitter and um, we can do the film and dedicate it to you. Thanks very much for listening.
Wait out here, okay? It's a big house. It's funny that I only ever see two of you. It's almost like the studio couldn't afford another X-Men. And that, in my opinion, the movie Cocoon is pure pornography. Kubrick, this twinkly man. Twinkly, but deadly. My chrome penis friend back there has agreed to do me this solid in exchange. I said that I would consider joining his boy band. It's not boy band. Sure it's not. Oh, so, any luck winning Gita back? I tried to hold on tight, Mr. Poole, but Pandhu is more craftier and handsomer than me. Well, I think you're pretty darn cute. <laughs> Dopinder? Hmm? What was that? Uh... That was <laughs> Bandhu in the trunk. Bandhu? My romantic rival, Bandhu. He's tied up in the trunk. I'm doing, as you said, DP. I plan to gut him like a tandoori fish, then dump his carcass on Gita's doorstep. I did not tell him to do that. Absolutely not. He got lost in translation. Dopinder, this is no way to win Gita's heart back. I'm so proud of you. Drop Bandhu off safe and gentle-like. Kill him. And then... Win Gita back, the old-fashioned way, with your boyish charm. Kidnapper. He's super dead. Oh. I presume a crisp high five. For you? Ten. Okay, guys, let's get out there and make a difference. You know what to do. Welcome, Dad, cool boy. Time to make the chimmy fucking chongas. Not often a dude ruins your face, skull stomps your sanity, grabs your future baby mama, and personally sees to four of your five shittiest moments. Let's just...